I'm Keith, and this is BizBody. Let me know if this sounds familiar. A potential client stops in for a consultation. You start by getting to know them. Quickly, you are understanding their obstacles and desires and aspirations. You connect. In your head, you're thinking, this is a perfect fit. They are looking for what you do, and you know you can help. Then comes the budget step, money talk. You start to ramble. Money isn't your strong suit. The customer senses it. They balk. They say it's too expensive. So you start justifying why your price is what it is. This goes back and forth. You won't compromise. They won't commit. Game over. They're gone. You know what comes next. The narrative comes flooding into your head. You keep repeating it. Phrases like, I hate it when they complain about prices. It always makes me feel like crap. Your stomach is sick. Your throat closes up. Your chest tight. What are you going to do? You wanted to make the sale. You wanted the connection. Then you beat yourself up for the next couple days, maybe for years, setting yourself up for the next customer to talk about money. Now let's pause. Words have power. Think about it. What was running through your head when the money scenario was playing out? Did you see yourself in it? Today, we are focusing on a specific category of word that can quickly do just that. Projections. Here's a definition of projections from the Unlifted Coaches Group. Words that assign exclusive responsibility to someone or something outside of yourself for who you are and who you have to be. These words are including you, them, everybody, everyone, they, it's, him, her, somebody's name, and sometimes we and us. They are the specific reason why the narrative I wrote is laden with yours and they. These words are designed to evoke a sense of autonomic stress. These words are also used to demonstrate how they are ingrained in everyday stories. They're flying right underneath our nose. In this context, word selection can be viewed like numerical equations, like 5 plus 5 equals 10. Instead, we are playing one-word games with the equation that may lead to a specific feeling. Let's start with, I hate it when they complain about prices. Let's shift that to, I hate it when I complain about prices. Accurate or inaccurate? Well, let's shift that again. I feel unsure when I talk about price. Instead of, I hate it, I'm going to define it. I feel unsure when I talk about price. Accurate or inaccurate? Let's shift that one more time to get even more accurate. I could do a better job building value for my prospects. How does that feel? Does that give you a direction? How did the sentence change? How did it feel different? What became a possibility when I switched the words around? The difference between, I hate it when they complain about prices, or I could do a better job of building value for my prospects. Now, let's look at this from another angle. The first sentence is more about what you cannot do and what you cannot change. The second one is about where you're going to go get better at providing value for your prospects. Now, let's look at this from another angle. You make me happy. Great. I'm so glad that I'm dependent upon you for my happiness. Let's turn that into, 
I make me happy or just plain, I'm happy. This is also a good one. You are just waiting for me to screw up. Cool. Everyone on this planet has a secret vendetta against you and are chomping at the bit to watch you fail. So let's switch this into, I'm waiting for me to screw up. Accurate. How about I'm nervous and I'm ready or I'm ready. Just think your emotional state could be tied into something as simple as the words you choose. Is someone other than you in charge of your emotional state or are you? No, I'm not a clinical psychologist. I'm just sharing a process that has greatly modified my attention. Shifting my words has shifted my daily patterns. I was focused on other people and what I wanted to avoid. Now I'm getting better at recognizing what I may actually have control over. This has shifted towards a more internal locus of control rather than an external locus of control. Would you like to improve how you process words, uncover blind spots, and discover opportunities in just minutes a day? Then you're going to love the Core Language Upgrade course. You can support this show by going to our affiliate link in the show notes and get 30% off the course. Or you can go to vocabulary.org and type in the coupon code BIZBODY at checkout. Next week, we have Volume 2, Negations, Words That Can Blindside You. Thank you for joining us. I'm Keith, and this is BizBody.